0: Welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. So, event boundaries. These two words make me so happy when used together to make this phrase. Why? Because understanding the words event boundaries explains a great deal, and it certainly makes sense. This is a phenomenon where our brain handles things, let's say, one genre at a time. So when you, for instance, walk into another room to get something and then completely forgot why you were in the room once you're there, there is an actual reason besides feeling like you're just losing your mind. You're not. It's okay. This action is called an event boundary. Now, often the mental trigger of simply going through a doorway can set this into motion. Think of it like this, like you would a computer. Let's say you have seven or eight windows open at the same time on a regular basis in your mind. Once you close one window and open another, the first is no longer on your immediate radar. You closed it. Just the open ones are now. So when you enter another room or change your surroundings casually, it's almost like you close that folder or close that window of the last room or setting. It's gone. Then when you're in the new room or setting, you find yourself wondering, what did I come in here for? Why is this? Because again, that new room is like a new folder and it has no information in it yet. You close the old window, when you went through the door here's a personal example i've walked outside of my home to get the mail closed the door behind me and almost immediately wondered what i was doing outside now this is within seconds and maybe an extreme example <laughs> i immediately can't help but think of how this adds additional merit to when talking heads saying you know and you may ask yourself well how did i get here again, though, this may be extreme. So here's another example. Have you ever tried to remember how a song goes while another song is playing at the same time? I generally can never do that unless I turn off what I'm listening to. If I don't feel like my brain is competing against itself, I'll be able to probably figure out the song that I'm trying to think of but when I've got that other one going on at the same time, I can't do it. Same principle. Event boundaries to me is just another factor into how we as people are so easily overloaded and confused. Brains and minds are so varied from person to person. I can remember the most strange and uneventful things and can't remember my own phone number half the time. Music trivia I would have said 10 out of 10, but now that I'm a little bit older, I'll say 7 out of 10, give me your best shot. I probably can do it. But what did I do last Saturday? I don't remember. I at least seriously have to think about it. Gender, interestingly enough, may be another factor as well. A therapist once told me that males, men, have the ability to turn off mentally when overloaded in the sense that their mind can escape to a happy place momentarily. She said that often when a woman asks a man, did you hear what I just said? His honest reply might actually be no. Now, this isn't necessarily out of disrespect or disinterest, but because his brain literally went on autopilot. I I can attest as a male that this is very true. She, She also told me that she wished she could do that and that most women can't as they process things generally differently, and that she had to learn to understand that sometimes her husband simply just wasn't there and not to take it personally. Do you think that's true? Especially the the ladies? I'm not sure. I can only speak from what I learned on that day, as well as what I personally have gone through. The amazing thing, though, the most amazing aspect of all this is that it's generally not a conscious choice. So the consensus is that a guy usually doesn't decide to tune out, his brain just does. Now, of course, that can be used as a beautiful excuse too, to not be attentive. And that's not what we're talking about at all. If somebody starts talking about something that we don't want to hear and we force ourselves to think about something else, that's different. This is when we just zone. And, and, and may not even realize that it's happening while it's happening. Human beings are such a textbook example of complex simplicity versus complex complexity all at the same time. We are so complicated in how we function and in the way that we're put together, yet the smallest things can change us instantly. Let's, let's take a little walk down this road. Love can turn to hate instantly. Like we covered recently in an earlier episode, crying can be based on both happiness and sadness. Very, very physically attractive people may be some of the most self-conscious people on the planet. We keep friends at a distance sometimes to avoid potentially tampering with the close level of friendship. Sometimes when people need us, we think they need space. When, when they don't need us, we attempt to fix them. People who are horrifically unhappily married are, are often the most avid matchmakers when it comes to other people. Isn't it crazy the way that we are as human beings? We We come together and work out our differences when someone dies. Then about a month later, we fall right back into the same patterns. Some people, they get angry when they get hurt. Some cry. Some are expressionless. Others immediately go into denial. Many times all of the above takes place in different orders for different people, and all of this is based on the same actions that may have caused the hurt. We are all the same, yet we are all so varied. Some of the most oppressed people are some of the most forgiving people. Some of the most privileged people are some of the least forgiving people. Think about society as a whole. Talented women with angelic voices can't just rely on their talent to be heard anymore. They have to be photoshopped for the general populace to hear them. Too many people now hear with their eyes more than they do with their ears. Let's go back a few years. In 2010, if you played basketball in the NBA, your average salary was about $3.4 million a year. If you taught elementary school children in an American public school in 2010, your average salary was $36,205 a year. We're extremists. As people, don't you find that sometimes it's really easy to What's the expression? Throw away the baby with the bathwater. Some people, they can't eat food if it's a certain color. It literally makes them sick. It doesn't matter if it's a tomato, a lobster, or an apple. If it's red, they can't do it. Even if there's a huge difference in taste and consistency with each of these things, they all get rejected, and the disgust is very real for some people. Some people fear death. Some people act as though they welcome death. Some people fight crime, devote their lives to that. Others glamorize crime. And most of us watch fake crime as entertainment. Many educated people, really, really book smart, have no common sense. And many uneducated people make complete sense. Think about it. Imagine what would happen if every time any of us ate a piece of fruit or a vegetable, we kept the seeds or or the pit and then planted them and took care of them. How much food, if we all did this, would each of us be growing? How much money would we be saving? How much healthier would we be? But what do most of us do? For some reason, we find it easy to just to throw the seeds and the pits away and continue going to Walmart. We often loosen up and get happy with the help of alcohol. But then when we do, we realize that that's not actual happiness. It wears off and we go back. And then we're probably more sad than we were before. Some people can act like irresponsible and bratty children, and they get all the support that they need. They get coddled. They get forgiven. Others who do nothing wrong get smacked in the face by life, and people wonder why they have the nerve to say ouch. Some people get away with murder, literally and figuratively. Others are under the microscope for some of the most mundane of things. Ethics coupled with truth that's a bad business model on this planet. Lying and being conniving is going to make you much more fiscally successful. Very few people succeed, especially to great, great heights without manipulating others along the way. Yet these same people are going to be the ones that history remembers because these are the people that can afford to buy what's printed in the history books. When someone smiles at us, if if they are the right someone, and even if we don't know them, for about five seconds, we no longer have bills to pay, that pain in the back of our neck, or whatever disappointment haunted us beforehand. Tomorrow is yours, yet tomorrow is uncertain. Tomorrow, you'll probably have obligations that are out of your control. Let's close here. Our brains are amazing and can do so much at once and even handle tons of things that we aren't even conscious of as it's happening. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here gesturing while I'm talking to you guys. My hands are all over the place and I'm not conscious of that. It's just happening because that's what happens when I passionately start talking on these podcasts. But they do have limitations in the state that they're in when event boundaries surface. There's a website called Brain Pages, and it notes that our brains compartmentalize events and then tie them to the environment or room in which they occurred. By moving from one room to the next, the brain effectively creates a file containing all the information about the first room and what you did there and then tucks it away it then starts to focus on the second room. Thus, remembering what you intended to do upon leaving the first room is a lot harder than if you simply had crossed from one side of the room to the other. Aren't we complex? Let me ask you this. Is there a way for these event boundaries to stop from happening? The consensus for most is not really, not in a practical way yeah, maybe we can be more conscious, but that's really hard to live that way all of the time. But here's the good news, everyone. Knowing that event boundaries are a real thing eases pressure, and that we can all take it easy and not beat ourselves up, rather than questioning our sanity. We know that event boundaries are a real thing, and that we're not crazy. At least some of the time. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist that works very well with this episode. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast event boundaries playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast dash event boundaries. So let's get into our 10 songs. Track number one is a song called Fuzzy by Grant Lee Buffalo. Number two is by a band called The Melvins. The song is called The Brain Center at Whipples. But two cool things here. Number one, if you like the music that the press referred to as grunge in the 1990s, The Melvins had a lot to do with that. And number two, the title The Brain Center at Whipples shares its name with a really cool Twilight Zone episode from 1964, which I I thought that was really cool. Number three, I Can't Remember by the Wisconsin band, The Frogs. Number four is Robin Hitchcock with the song Recalling the Truth. Number five, a reggae track by Pablo Moses called Where Am I? Number six, a track produced by Willie Dixon. Now, remember his name, famous blues artist, as I'll get back to him shortly. The name of this song is I'm a Little Mixed Up, and it's by Coco Taylor. Number seven is the song Confusion by New Order. Now, I personally like the UK seven-inch version of this song better than their original one, so that's what I put on here. I'm not, I'm not, trying to be fancy schmancy. It's just, I really do like it more than I like. In fact, that's the only one that I heard until I started researching for this. Number eight, some classic soul from a band called The Fantastic Four with the song Mixed Up Moods and Attitudes from their Got to Have Your Love record in 1977 that came out. Number nine, Dazed and Confused. Check this out. Not by Led Zeppelin but by the person who actually wrote it, an artist named Jake Holmes. Okay, remember we talked about Willie Dixon? He was another guy that Led Zeppelin, shall we say, heavily borrowed from and took full songwriting credit from. (laughs) Guys, I love Led Zeppelin, but peeling back the layers of their thievery as I was researching this was just insane. In fact, the next podcast is actually going to be about music and I'll have prepared at that time an entire list of where most of Led Zeppelin songs actually came from. It's crazy. Finally, song number 10 is Blank by the Smashing Pumpkins. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in refresherpodcast-event boundaries. Some cool stuff. We would like to welcome some new listeners to our little show, our demographics reports show that we now have brand new listeners in Newark, New Jersey. I know where that is. Welcome. We're really, really happy that you're joining us here on the Refresher Podcast. As always, this show simply would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. If you're comfortable, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, only if you'd like you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If that's something you want to do, if you're so inclined, that would be great. And it can be as little as 99 cents a month. But here's the thing, guys, whether you do or whether you don't, don't worry about it. Just please feel free to listen and enjoy this podcast anytime you want. It's yours. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Viafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor, and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.